What is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of Three Walls in the BLP. Matt, what's going on? We got a special one tonight. I'm fired up. This is great. We've been talking about doing this for a while. Um, what are we calling this? You you dubbed it something, but I don't think it's a great name. But we're it's not a great name. Anyway. It's not a great name. It's uh, I, I dubbed it the Mailbag episode, Sans Mailbag, because we're not taking any questions, but we're asking a lot. We are we are postal servicing our friends tonight. Postal carrier episode. Oh, you don't like postal servicing? I don't know. I'm just thinking. Um, but yeah, Matt and I have been talking about this episode for a while. We kind of were thinking about how to set it up, how we wanted to do it. We're going to call three of our college roommates. We're going to do a six-pack of questions with each of them. It's going to be some great stories. Uh, good to talk to a lot of them. Um, and the best part is they don't know we're calling. They have no idea. None. So, as a little suspense, we don't know if they're going to answer. If they're not, if they're prepared, if they're at work, if they're on a date, but they're probably not on dates. Let's be real. Hey, that's a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but, Matt, this episode is dropping on June 25th. So, guess what that means? That's a Thursday. <laughs> sure. But, today in sports history, what do you got uh, for me? Well, I have one that you picked for me, so let me read it for you. Boom. <laughs> 1994, 1994 at the ripe age of one and a half, Cleveland Indians dropped a like wrapped up an 18 game home winning streak with a loss 11 to six to the Yankees. Why is it always the Yankees? Because it was the 90s in baseball. God. It's always huh. the freaking Yankees. It's always the Yankees. Um, my today in sports history is actual multiple days. Uh, it, this day should just be called Joe Lewis Day because in 1935, 1947, and 1948, he recorded boxing wins. Two of them were to retain or get the heavyweight title. So pretty impressive, spanning two decades to get boxing wins. That's a 13-year span right there. Yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. One of the greatest athletes of all time that doesn't get a lot of love. Um, that might be an episode. You, I, underrated ep- athletes. But throw that one on there? Maybe not. Maybe. I, I like the that. idea. It's a great concept. I mean, throw it on the list. We got a lot yeah. of stuff we want to cover. I, yeah, uh, we got a lot of stuff. I like this new edition of things that you have recommend that you, or things you want to recommend 
I can't talk tonight. This is going to be bad. Hey, I couldn't talk last episode. It's just, it you works out. You couldn't crack a beer last episode either. No, I cracked a beer for the Sandler one. I didn't crack one for the No Windy Sleeves. It wasn't good. Okay. You're right. You're right. Sorry. And the, the episodes blur together sometimes. Yeah, they do. We're they do. putting a lot of content out there. This is going to be episode 32, Matt. We're, we're... This is episode Jim Brown. Yeah. Or Shaq on the Magic. Who'd you pick for 32? I think we picked Magic. I think we did. Who we neither both of us just mentioned. So um, obviously, not the most well-known number 32 <laughs> in my own head. So that like three guys out there that were just ripping me up and down because of my list. Well, you can rip me again. You can get on me too, apparently. Um, yeah, but I texted you about this earlier. Just something to kind of get some more engagement out there, some new new things out there. We're going to give two to three things we're recommending. It could be movies, TV shows, books, Spotify playlists, articles, someone we follow on Instagram, something, anything like that. Just something that we think people should be paying attention to. Um, Matt, I think you're going to lead us off with some Spotify playlists. I am. I'm going to give you two. Okay. And we'll First link these. One, we'll link these in the episode bio too, so we can get them some love. These are extremely biased. Pretty much everything that I've been listening to over the last month is two playlists. One, it's called songs you sing or songs to sing in the car. Mm. I'll give you a, like a little bit of a rundown of the tracks that are on here. Give me some. We have Semi Charmed Life. And then it goes to Jack. <laughs> but it covers a vast variety of music here. So you have Third Eye Blind, but then you go right to John Mellencamp. The Ooh. Eagles are on here. You got Weezer. You have Willie Nelson, Don McLean, Red Hot Chili Peppers, White Snake, Elton John. Like, it's a good playlist. It's a good playlist. How many songs deep is it? Uh, will it tell me or do I have to count? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't use hundred hundred so. songs. Hundred songs. Smack on the dot. That's a good couple hour car ride, right there. Six hours and thirty three minutes of tunes. Okay, six hour car ride, not couple hours. Mm-hmm. Three couples. And then my second one, wrapping up from Spotify playlists, is seventies road trip. Obviously, I spend a lot of time in the car. 70s Road Trip also has 100 songs. You got Steve Miller Band. Again, the Eagles, Chicago, Tom Petty, um, Sticks, Billy Joel, Manfred Manns, Earth Band, Jim Croce, Sticks. It's it's great. It's great. Got a little of a hometown, hometown hero on there, too, a little Bruce. Bring it all the way back around. It's good. It's very good. The boss. It will not disappoint, I promise. Um, and then the last one I want to do, it's obviously everybody knows how I spend a lot of my time. It's either music or I listen to a lot of audiobooks as well. No free ads, so I won't plug anybody. But um, Dan Crenshaw's new book, Fortitude, is out. It's excellent, especially in the year that we're in where things are a little bit unpredictable, up and down. Teaches you a little bit of perspective on mental toughness. Real good. Real good one. So I recommend uh, Fortitude by Dan Crenshaw. I like it. I like it. Um, my recommendations, I'm going to go two movies and I'm going to do an audio book as well. 
Uh, first movie, I just watched this right before the pod, which is kind of how I got started, got this idea started jogging my memory, is Ad Astra. It stars Brad Pitt, Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones, Liv Tyler. It's on HBO, HBO Go, HBO Max. It's a phenomenal movie. It kind of flew under the radar when it came out earlier this year. It's a great story about a guy that's struggling with you know, his own self-discovery, and he goes on. It's basically, it's gravity, but with a lot more action and adventure. And I didn't like gravity. I thought it was average to below average. Didn't think it deserved all of the Oscar buzz that it did. But, and I also love all things Brad Pitt. I think he can't do any wrong. So, uh, Ad Astra, HBO, HBO Go, HBO Max. Uh, Second movie I'm going to recommend is Knives Out. It's on Amazon Prime video. It's got an all-star cast. Maybe the best ensemble cast I've ever seen. That cast Daniel is strong. Craig. Daniel Craig, Ana de Armas, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, um, Don Johnson. It, it goes on. Lakeith Stanfield, a um, couple of great actors, but it's written and directed by Ryan Johnson. It's a modern day whodunit, but it's with a super twist that you don't see coming. And probably two of my favorite acting performances of the past year with Daniel Craig and Chris Evans, two guys that are kind of typecast into James Bond and Captain America, but are superb actors. And I love Daniel Craig's Southern American accent. It just sounds like molasses coming out of the bottle. Sweet like butter. You you got a question? Yes. Can I plug another Daniel Craig movie? Do it. If you haven't seen Defiance, it's on Netflix. It's everywhere. Watch Defiance. Defiance is good. Very good movie. Um, so my movies are Ad Astra and Knives Out. Two movies that came out in the past year. Very good. Highly recommend them. Um, and the audiobook I'm going to recommend is one I'm almost through right now. It's called... <clears throat> Excuse me. I almost pulled a mat. Couldn't help <laughs> it. Uh, it's called <laughs> Countdown 1945. It's a historical look at the 116 days from when Harry Truman took the presidency office leading up to the drop of the atomic bombs and just kind of takes you through all the aspects of Truman's point of view, uh, the scientists on the Manhattan Project, the pilots of the B-29s, and then the families back home of the pilots not knowing what's going on. Super in-depth, super awesome. It's some, I'm a big history guy, but I didn't know a lot of like the ins and outs of how close from when Truman took over to when it went down. So countdown 1945 by Chris Wallace. It's phenomenal. And it's a quick, um, it's an audio book. I think it takes eight hours. Quick little, little read there. When you listen to audiobooks, do you listen to them on like a faster speed? I listen to them on one and a quarter. Okay. I can't do one. It's just, it's kind of drags a little bit. So I've been on 1.8 for like Ooh. the last year. Oh, if you can suffer through like the first 40 minutes of it, it's amazing. You just yeah. crush audiobooks. Yeah, I like that. I've got a few in my queue, so we'll have some some new ones coming up. Um, but yeah, new segment. Uh, we'll throw these up on Instagram, put links where applicable, and uh, yeah, enjoy what we recommended or don't. We don't really care. We enjoy it. So, well 
Folks, before we get back to the podcast, one of Matt and I's favorite things about Three Walls and the BLP is shouting out our close personal friends that are doing amazing things, especially those that have already been on our podcast. So without further ado, please check out Doctors Orders Podcast. It's hosted by former guest Jordan Aarons and his co-host, Olivia Stranges. It is your prescription for two parts health, one part mixology, and a garnish of pop culture. Listen to them as they chat with friends, family, athletes, and other special guests about their own medical experiences, healthcare, and learn a little bit about the history of cocktails. Hosted by medical providers, but not your medical providers, check out Doctors Orders Podcast on your favorite streaming service for podcasts or doctorsorderspodcast.com today. Remember, Doctors Orders. Without, without further ado, we're going to get to these these calls. Um, first one we're going to make here is to one-time roommate of both Matt and myself, the one and only. Mm, mm. Oh, go ahead. We got to give a little bit more introduction to everybody. Oh, go ahead. You can take this one. This guy, easily, easily the easiest guy to live with. It gets along with everybody. Keeps the house nice and clean. Always cooking. Always clearing his throat. Just a real, real down to earth, just good fella. Um, you can take him out to you can take him to a restaurant. I'll take you to all the good food. Um, he's one of the hardest working guys I've ever met. He's actually in his residence. No, his uh so he just got matched. So he's down in UAB at the University of Alabama. Alabama Birmingham Medical School. Um, he's trying to be a anesthesiologist. So he's always had lofty goals. Really down to earth, great guy. So excited to have him on here. Drake Wakefield is our first call. Also known as Drew in some circles, but uh, we might get to that story. We might get to that. All right, here we go. Drizzy. First call. The anticipation is killing me. He's going to be like, why the fuck is Getty's calling me? <laughs> Play his whole voicemail. I want to hear it. Hello, you have reached Drake Wakefield. I'm currently unavailable. Please leave me a brief message. I'll return your call as soon as possible. Thank you. All right. Leave him a message. See if he'll call message. back while we're on. Recording, Driz, give me a call back when you get a chance. See it. What was that All first right. word? Driz. Oh. Drizzy you Drake? Said it, you said it fast. Oh, what did it sound like? Not Driz. Oh. Oh. All right, moving right along. We got a few other ones to get to. This next guy that we're going to call is arguably the greatest athlete in the history of Texas sports. Uh, 43-0 and as a starter at quarterback. He had 14,525 total yards of offense. That's 10,386 yards of passing. 4,139 yards rushing, 186 total touchdowns, completed 63% of his passes, two times, uh, three times state champion, 
Three? Three. Holy shit. Uh, we are going to call. The. Matt. The. Luke Johnson. Luke Johnson. All right. Here we go. I think he'll answer. He'll know what this is about. I hope. Don't jinx me. Luke. What's going on? How are you? I got Matt Bianco here. What's up, darling? Can you hear Matt? Yes, vaguely. Perfect. All right, Luke. We want, we want to have you on for a quick six-pack of questions here. Okay. Uh, all right, so my first question for you, Luke, and I, we all know the answer to this, but where are you actually from? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> raised, I don't know. Raised in Texas. Raised in Dallas. I'm a Texan forever. Okay. Texas forever. Texas forever. I love it. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Not in the, So this is not – a place it doesn't necessarily have to be a place that we lived in but what is your all-time favorite house on the Dayton campus? Oh, 1619 forever. Forever? Yeah. That's your favorite be, house? Be, 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 yeah, being right out back at Tim's even you know we had game days and Fridays were loud as hell. <laughs> Such a be, good The convenience spot. of being right there right in the heart of the city. It was the only time we had a chance to. We, we had I had my fifth year stolen from me thanks to the UD administration changing the point scale for my fifth year. Yeah. So 1619 was the closest to, to live in the Dayton dream that I kind of, I guess, was an undergrad dreaming of when we were in, oh, but that rings, I mean, 4F though, so good too. 4F was, and I didn't even live there, and 4F might be my favorite. Campus South. Campus South is amazing. Uh. Okay, it's different though, because like if I could go back and do and do it a year over, it would probably be sophomore year campus south. Yeah. But but the best ha- the best house is the best house. So sixteen nineteen. Okay, I agree. Even, so two answers. Like, live there? The best year I relive, campus south sophomore year, house sixteen nineteen for sure. I agree with that one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Matt, you look like you disagree. Although you had Trillville. Well, no. So if I were to relive, so the beginning of Trillville year sucked because I didn't know where I was at the time. <laughs> but That's if I were to, uh, you you could see for the first week of school. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but the first, like my favorite, my favorite year was senior year, just because I had like a completely different perspective. Like being able to watch you guys play was really cool for me looking back on it and then I had like all the freedom to just kind of do what I wanted. So senior year for sure was without a doubt my favorite. Yeah, that's fair. And, and you know, and the cool thing about the house, I mean, Tim's, yeah, it's like the no brainer, but we had, uh, art street across the way, which is the best place to eat in my opinion. Yep. And then we have the deli and, and Miss Jan who ran the show, but we were best friends by the end of the year. And it's really nice to be one house away from, a full liquor store. Yeah. Right. All right. Bonus question. Favorite thing. If you were at archery right now, what are you ordering? Uh, I, I don't, I don't remember the name of the art. I don't think they actually had one, but my go-to is that 
breakfast bagel, the wheat breakfast bagel with double ham. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then I'd come back and we had, <laughs> we had the 14 different, uh, Chipotle sauces, Chipotle tobacco <laughs> sauces. <laughs> that always that took one. That was the combo. Oh, whoever had to go to Chipotle, whoever had to make the Chipotle run that day, like, just took one. We had a million. Yeah. yeah we did that a lot in that house because we also took the big toilet paper rolls from there, too, <laughs> from our street. <laughs> hey, we paid well, well, enough. we paid enough in tuition to, to <laughs> take some toilet you, paper. You think, you think tuition could get you some toilet paper? You think. You, you would think you so. Would think. It it's got us toilet paper, but not everybody else. That's fair. Yeah, um, that was worth it. All right, my next question for you, Luke. What is a show or movie that you hate that is universally loved by, like, the general public? Ooh. Well, it's a hard question because, like, it's not that I don't hate some of the most universally loved shows. I just haven't seen them. Okay. So, like, there's a class, like, I've never seen Parks and Rec. I've never seen The Wire. I haven't seen The Wire either. Blacklist. I've never seen Sopranos. That's probably, I'm embarrassed about that. I haven't either. Actively hating a television show. Um, can I hate, like, just season eight of Game of Thrones? Yes. Yes. It, it It was spoiled. It's like, I don't know. It's like, the first, the first three quarters of your gallon of milk was good and was like awesome, but that lasted for they like ruined milk forever. Yeah, because it was so spoiled. Ooh. Yeah, although but I don't think you're alone in that thought. No, but it did ruin that show for almost everybody. My mom's watching it right now. She's on season three. I'm prepared already. I was like, just, just cherish it, just cherish it while you're here, <laughs> because because by the time you get to season. Season eight's just uh, yeah. it's going to be sad. Or just tell her to stop after season six, because then it starts going downhill. What is, the, what is the conclusion of season six? It's right after Battle of the Bastards. Well, spoiler alert. Oh. It's where... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones net yet, though, kind yeah. of come on. There's no spoilers anymore. But yeah, the end of season six is where it's like revealed that Jon's a Targaryen. Yes, like okay. that should, and that was probably the last great episode too. I agree. I think that's that was that should have been the best, probably. Yeah, that should have been the end, and I would have been okay wondering what happened, but you know, whatever. Yeah, but Bran was so beyond the wall. Oh wait, spoiler alert again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not our all, fault. All we're doing is torching that show. Um, I know. So I have a, I have a question I want to end with. Um, okay. Don't get mad at me for this question. It's funny. Fine. Okay. All right. What was your favorite prank that was ever pulled on you at school? Dude, I don't even remember them all. <laughs> I think, okay, so the, the one that was the favorite, because I think like, I handled it the best, was when Victor threw my bike on top of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot because, that. So, so I had my bike when I was moving around Frank Street, and it was perfect. It was, it was great. I needed it. And then I had it for the summer, too, so I could get back like, to and fro workouts. But then when I ended up moving into 1619, I just never used it, and it just stayed kind of tied to the front porch. And I came back uh, from practice one day or whatever, and Victor was back in town. 
visiting and it was just on the roof. It was it was the Dayton equivalent to the Breaking Bad pizza. Yes. And it was, it, was the, the whole, it was on the roof for like weeks, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> until uh, until that day drink when the cops came by and were like, whose bike is that? Do you guys remember right. that? I think we made that. Yeah, we made like the Nolan gang and all of them like handle it. Who else lived in that house? They found the show, I think. Oh, I Nolan and Jordan. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah, they, yeah, I think they had a handle because they were the ones always having the parties. Yeah, in that little like garage. Yeah, on top of the on top of that garage, which was yeah. we never utilized that, but uh, that was my favorite one. There were so many others too, though. Like a number of times, just my bed was in the living room. That was cool. Yep. <laughs> how about how the, well the best memory from that year of like what was me was going out to my car, my truck. It was unlocked somebody's phone was in the front seat. Someone spent the night in my car. <laughs> I yeah. forgot that. It wasn't even a prank. We just found his phone the next day. And it had like 10 missed calls. And we figured it out where he was. But like, he was so drunk when he left him. He picked my truck out of an entire parking lot and slept in the front seat. To be fair, it would, it would attract you if you were walking by it to sleep in it if you could. Yeah. I guess it was big, but like that was so random. And then like so that dude broke my windshield. I was going to break not windshield the the driver's side mirror. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you and then y'all stole my license plate. That was cool too. No, no, that was us. I love you guys. Love that was us. We, we never stole your license plate. I, I don't have I don't have brothers. Y'all made up for a life's worth of pranks I missed out on like a semester and a half. We. That's true. I but want, we didn't. I, I want to take credit for it. I cannot because I did not take it. Not the first time. So y'all took it the second time. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Not we did. Time, but that was. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. My next question for you: What is your most random, memorable, like famous person encounter interaction that just came out of nowhere? In life? In life. Oh, shoot. Well, the John, the John Gruden one at Dayton was cool. That was very random. That was like Coach Chamberlain called one day and said, hey, we're hosting Deuce Gruden, and we want you to do the player panel. And Coach Gruden was there, and he just was as authentic as you could imagine he'd be. Hey, man, is, is, is Tim still the bar y'all go to? Is that where you're going still? Like, well, off the record, yes, but on the record, no. Um, because we have the Tim's rules. But... <laughs> Um, in, randomly in my life, I saw Wags from Billions in the airport of Chicago in, pa in passing. And they like, I didn't know, I don't know his real name, obviously. I was known from, from Billions and, you know, everything else. And uh, Breaking Bad, too. He was Glenn, Breaking Bad, I think, Glenn. Um, and I gave him, like, I held eye contact a little too long, trying to remember what his name was. And then it just kind of ended in, like, a head nod, like, I know who you are. And he kind of gave me, like, Thanks for that. Thanks for not blowing up my spot in the airport. So that was probably that was probably the coolest, I guess. Got the most nonchalant famous person interaction. I like that. Those interactions were like you see someone and you know who it is, but you can't think of their name, and they see you realizing who they are, are just like. <laughs> my my eyes must have been like a literal Rolodex trying to remember what his <laughs> real name is, because I couldn't. I was just gonna be like, quote a wag line at him or something, but yeah, I panicked. 
Mike, what's yours? Um, Jesus. Probably when Reggie Jackson came into the Steelers locker room at a Sunday night game and asked me where I could, he could get a hot dog. And I was like, and I'm like, dude, Coach T is talking to the team right there. Like, I can't get you a hot dog right now. I'm like, hey, you wait like 10 minutes. I got you. And then I came back to get him and he had two hot dogs. I'm like, all right, sweet. Matt, what's yours? Um, I sat across the aisle from Lee Corso on a Southwest flight. Like that. That's pretty sweet. He yeah, wanted to play I like Michael Irvin once. Yeah. Ooh. Michael Irvin or Lee Corso? Who would rather sit next to on a plane? <sighs> from a peace that's standpoint? A great, that's, a good, that's a good hypothetical. Lee Corso passed out. <laughs> he so Michael Irvin. <laughs> So what they did for Michael Irvin is they held – it wasn't a Southwest flight. It was an American flight. I thought it was really cool. They held the whole row out because he's so – I guess I guess he's that famous or whatever. Yeah. So the That's entire incredible. row was the last row to get on the airplane. Uh, and they all, all – and they weren't related at all. They, they weren't traveling together. It just They just wanted to like not make it a big deal. Yeah. But he was – I was one. I was one row back of his row, and he was. He chopped it up for like an hour and a half. Just was laughing with everybody. He's cool. Cool guy to overhear from. I didn't get to talk to him though. Yeah. What would you yeah, ask? Like, you asking about the U, or do you ask about the Cowboys first? I asked about cocaine. The U. No, well, no, I wouldn't. The U. Who is the best player? Definitely the U. Like, you don't want to ask him that, and then also sit next to him side by side for like three hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I definitely ask about the U because fuck the Cowboys. But he's in, he's all in now. And the U's, I heard they're back. Who's gonna be back first, UT or Miami? Texas or Miami? Texas or Miami? Texas. I thought you meant Tennessee. Tennessee and Miami no. are both. They're both dead. You know what? You we, think Texas. Yeah, Texas. Texas. Texas back before Miami. Mike, do you agree? I agree. Who do you think? Oklahoma just has Texas's number. But this is the year for them to get them. That's true. I guess you're right. The the mountain to climb of Clemson is much higher than the mountain of Oklahoma, so probably Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good podcast episode. Just go over who's back every year and see who's actually going to be back. I mean, we should definitely do that. (laughs) I I think that's a segment on somebody else's podcast I know of, but I do like it's true. asking who's back. All right. When we, when we do it, we'll call you back, Luke. We'll get you back. All on. right. That's good. Um, yeah. All right, Matt, your last question. Give it to him. Okay. So, of uh, the popular Dayton restaurants and bars, we start at B-Dubs. We go to Milano's, Tim's, Fieldhouse, Bargo's, Flanagan's. You have to order either a drink or food at all of them. What is your lineup? I go honey barbecue boneless wings from B-Dubs. Did you go with Colin? Because you said the same thing. Yeah, I'll go with Colin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Although that's what we all got there, to be fair. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, because well, I was first contemplating, like, what? Didn't they have, like, a Powerade drink? They're Gatorade shots. Gatorade shots. Okay, I'll, I'll mix it up then. I'll do that. 
Okay. There. Like Buffalo that. chicken pizza from Milano's. Of course. Yeah. Wait, wall Buffalo or barbecue at Milano's? I think we did barbecue every time. It was so good. Oh, you Freudian slipped. You went Buffalo. But barbecue, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then I'm in barbecue. Sorry. All right. Yeah. I, I, I caught that. I was like, wait a second. That doesn't Thanks. sound right. Catch. It's definitely the barbecue pizza. Wall oh, yeah. and yeah. or or BLP. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Uh, man for our heart. Oh, oh we love you. It's like, in a, it's, like in, it's like in a movie when they say the, the title. <laughs> I was just going to say that. He said it. He said the title. Yes. And credits. Uh, what, what was after Tim's? Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse. Uh, I've never ate at Fieldhouse, so I'll get another beer at Fieldhouse. Okay. Um, then those Milano's? No, then Bargo's. Bargo's. Didn't they do, uh, like Long Island iced teas? That'd be tough. Oh, oh, it's been a minute. We, we did I, the only place I ever did blue beer, green beer, green beer day. Yeah, that, was it was it Bargos? So I'll I'll say green beer from there, and then I'll say wings from Flannies. Nice. Am I missing Fieldhouse in there somewhere? We did Fieldhouse. I think that's it. Are you getting any? What, what are you getting to drink with those wings at Flannies? Just a beer. Uh, yeah, I don't remember them having any cocktails. I'm sure maybe Guinness. It's the one. I, it's one Irish bar. But I would be dead. That would. I would That's a to, lot. That's a heavy stomach the, right between there. Between a barbecue pizza and a, throwing a Guinness as the as the bookend, that would hurt a lot. Yeah, you're not doing anything the next day. Oh, I need some. No, I need a Red Bull vodka. One of those bar goes a Red Bull vodka. Yeah, okay. I like that. <laughs> That's that's right. the best. Yeah. Now you're Which, really not doing anything the next day. <laughs> Goodness. Oh man, I love it. Lord. That'd be uh, fun. I'd like to do. I'd like to do a round. Yeah, we should all. We should. We should do the six of us get back there and just hit all the bars, even though they're not the same. They're not the same, but that's okay. We'll make Nothing it the really, same. Well, if if we were there now, if we were in like. Two years younger, there, like, asked about that Mexican, the Mexican place that's there on the corner. Oh, that's that I don't right. know the name of. It's changed names a couple times. No, it's a frozen mark for sure. Yeah. Frozen mark there. But, yeah. yeah. We, need, we need to make that happen. Or maybe hit like three one day and three the next because we can't hang anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's more than an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. You think Jan's selling White Claws now? That's probably all she sells. Oh, probably. It's got to be her top seller, without a doubt. Probably. When we were there, the top seller had to have been like the the eighteen the eighteen pack of Keystone for eleven nine or of Natty Light for like eleven ninety nine. Hams, dude. That moved. Uh, hey, hams. We go in ham. <laughs> you get this at Sunoco for like a thirty pack for ten bucks. Oh, they're well, foul. They're let's, disgusting. Let's not forget that. Most frequently poured drink in our house was Nick and his Malibu and orange juice, or Jack and his Kraken. Uh, Jack yeah. drank a lot of that. I almost just threw up saying that. But because the, the Kraken for some reason became the post Tim's drink, 
because it was the only thing that was left because nobody wanted to drink it. Yep. So it was, it was always like a Dr. Pepper and Kraken or something at the end of the night. Yep. Yep, <laughs> that's gross. That's nasty. Jesus, God. That's bad. Great memories, but hurts now. To say the least. What is your, for both of you, crowning crowning athletic achievement not on the football field? It's the rec championship. The Jeske-led rec championship? Yes. I, I concur. Or... Maybe, maybe, okay, I take that back. It might be the semifinal game without Jeske, you, and Nick, where we did a 30 minute delay of game so Jack could find his contact lens and you guys could get there. <laughs> Phoebe, time Phoebe for lost his contact. We're like, Jack, you can't find it. You can't find it. Get on the ground. <laughs> and then, like, right That's after so the good. half started, you guys roll in. I'm like, thank God. Honorable mention is the season that the year before, or maybe two years before, where we didn't win a game until we beat uh, our like the Brett Johns team uh, in overtime, like four to four. Yeah, I hit the buzzer beater to tie, and then you hit the runner in the lane to win. Yeah, Mike, what Mike, what happened at the, at the outset of of overtime that we like something like crazy happened at the beginning of that? Do you remember? Uh, you mean we ran <laughs> the tip play to perfection, and someone on this call missed a wide open layup. Is that it was you... like the slickest. Jack won the tip, passed it to me. Matt was already running forward at the tip. Yeah, it was our one play that we ran. Did he miss that? He missed it. Oh, man. And that... it was it was golden goal. So it was like if he wins that, if he hits that, oh, we, we did golden goal for the pig. Yeah. set it up so we could do golden. It was goal. the one and only overtime regular season game in Dayton rec basketball history. I don't know what you're talking about. Because we bullied our punter, who was also our referee, to take it to overtime. Yeah, we all six, all six of us just got in the stage. We're going to overtime. We're not tying. All right, guys, 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 guys. We played like 40 minutes of, of, of ba- or 20 minutes of basketball scored a combined 32 points between the two. <laughs> yeah, it was a super low-scoring game. It wasn't pretty. We could play defense. There's a good chance we had more fouls than points. Yep. Or maybe buckets made. Yeah. At least. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Matt, what was yours? Was it like intramural soccer or anything? Um, we won the intramural flag football championship two years in a row. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Back I remember. I, I remember that one game I pl- I played with you, and you told me that one rule about like kickoffs, where if you catch it clean, you can throw it deep. And I'm we pumped. Had- Oh, yeah, punts. If somebody punted the ball and I caught it without it hitting the ground, you get a free throw. So I'm like, Mike, I'm going to catch this punt. Just go stand in the end zone. <laughs> and I just bombed it to him. No yeah, way. I just – I take off after the punt. They're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Love oh, it. so, Mike, Mike, you executed the perfectly designed play. Yeah. Matt, Matt um, caught it and executed the throw, and I happened to catch it. Hey. All right, so what, what we've concluded is – Mike has the clutch gene, and, and Matt. And I don't know, man. Remains to be five, seen. Batting 500. I'm in the freaking Hall of Fame. Remains to be seen if he has it or not. <laughs> the Dayton Intramural Hall of Fame. No doubt. Yep. No they, doubt. Retired, they retired my penny. <laughs> 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 oh, 
It's in the tagging, rafters at the rack. Tagging in the rafters. Oh, man. I heard they made a trophy out of all the wrist tape that you threw away in the gym. Oh. They, co- they collected it and reformed it. Safety first. Player safety is top priority at Dayton. As long as That's I was fair. there. Swag, swag was a close second, and we had most of that, too. Yeah. Player safety, then swag. Then went yep. Priorities were super in order, but – oh, man. All right, Luke, we appreciate it, man. We hope you're staying well, staying safe. Uh, thanks, thanks, for, fun. thanks for jumping on. We'll have you on again to talk about who's coming back first amongst the greats of college football. But I could talk that all day. We should also do a let's blow up the NCAA podcast. Matt, remember how we used to try to do that sophomore year? Yes. Oh, I don't know about this, but I'm in. That would be fun. Do don't it. tell me about it. Just tell me about it the day we record it, and I'm in. Yeah. Deal. Better that way. Got to be off the cuff. Love it. All right. Yo, boys, have a good one. Thanks, See Luke. Love you. Love you, bro. You too. Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, this next one. Mr. Cleveland. Uh, lives and dies all things Cleveland sports. He is one of the nicest guys I think we've ever had the privilege of living with. Uh, always the life of the party. Always looking to have some good times and get out and have some good times with the buddies. Um, Matt, what else do you have for that you hit the nail on the head. Like, if you are ever looking for a wingman, somebody who's down for a good time, that's your guy, right there. Like, look no further. Somebody we li- I you live with for three years. I lived with four or two. Um, out in California, taking on the world, one day at a time. Um, probably putting way too much food in his mouth at one sitting, like in one breath, than any human being I've ever met in my entire life. Colin C-Mac McManaman. Dear God, please answer. (laughs) (laughs) If we go over three, we got to play you. Oh, I'm not cutting any of this. (laughs) What's up, man? Colin, what's going on? Yes! I'm good, man. I got Matt Bianco here. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. What's going on? Colin, what's up, dude? How are we doing? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, do you know what this is about? Uh, no, what's up? Colin, we got you on the podcast you're, for a six-pack of questions. Treat. <laughs> sweet, sweet. I'm, uh, I'm nervous now. Good. You should be. There's nothing um, to be nervous about. It won't hurt. Just take a deep breath. What? Breathe. All right. Here we go. Colin, <laughs> your first question in your six pack. Uh, first of all, no, before we get to that, how are you? Are you good? What's going on? Yeah, like, yeah, how are you going to? Just uh, trying to navigate through and whatnot, but uh, hanging in there. Awesome, man. Awesome. You're still out in LA, right? Yeah, I'm not here right now. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. 
All right. First question, Colin. We can get right into it. Brownies? Super Bowl? I'll add to that if there's a season to start. Yep. Um, oh, we're we're assuming there's a season. Assuming there's a season, I'll say we make it to the playoffs this year. We don't go all the way. I like what we did with the uh, the off season. We built up the uh, the front line, the defense, the front seven. Got Baker some weapons. We got all the pieces, and it seems like Stefanski's uh, building around his vision, but. Given I'm a Browns fan, you have to be cautiously optimistic, obviously. I like it. If, go ahead. if I told you they go 8-8 eight and eight and miss the playoffs, how are you feeling? I'm a little disappointed because I think we, you know, I think now Baker's got everything he needs on the offensive line. He's got the best receiver combo in the game, in my opinion. He's got two of the top one of the top three running backs in the game and one of the top 15 running backs is his number two, I would argue. So I think we're a playoff caliber team, but you also have to keep in mind that the AFC North this year is going to be, I think, rather difficult just with Baltimore, obviously, and you can never count out Pittsburgh. So um, we'll see, but I think we have the tools to do it, but we just got to, like any team, put all the pieces together. Yeah, you also got one of the top tight end duos in the league with Andrews and Njoku. Um, I also think Hooper, Baltimore's Hooper. – Hooper, Hooper, I'm sorry. Um, I also think Baltimore's going to take a step back, come back down to earth a little bit because they caught lightning in a bottle last year, I think. They drafted but, well, though. They drafted really well. Yeah, they always do. I know, That's, but uh, – yeah, them getting the Ohio State running back, I think, was uh, Dobbins, I think, was one of the better picks in the draft just because it builds on what they have. But to your point, Gettys, I think nobody really saw Lamar coming last year, and now teams have an entire offseason to, you know, see what they can do just to stop that running attack. But we'll see. Just uh, They're a well-coached team and one of the better franchises in the game, so. Yeah, absolutely. Should be fun. It's going to be a good division this year. I'm excited to watch that. It always is. I think Cincinnati is actually going to surprise some people, though. Yeah, I see Cincinnati going like 6-10, and 5-11, and 11, which would be a big That'd improvement a huge, for them. Huge improvement. Take care. Yeah, so, it's going to be hard to argue. And hopefully, you know, I would love to see Burrow do well. Obviously, I'm not happy about playing him twice a year, but – Athens, Ohio kid, just, you know, had the best collegiate football season of all time. Um, you know, hopefully that transitions well, but you have to imagine the teams are going to be trying to rattle his cage come Sundays. Yeah. He's going to have a real welcome to the league moment, but they wish him the best. It'd be nice to see Cincinnati competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree totally. Um, so this question is going to be a little bit off uh, – current topic um you know it's summertime sun's shining i know you're out in california living the dream um but i give you one hour in the current state that you're in right now like the current shape how many beers do you think you could drink in one hour <laughs> what am i doing while drinking those you're beers? just sitting down <laughs> just sitting in a nice outdoor patio bar living the dream 
and uh, Jimmy Buffett and a combination of Jimmy Buffett, Sugar Ray, and uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers is playing. Oh, wow. oh boy. Wow. Don't get me going. But uh, <laughs> day and age on a Saturday where it's uh, 80 degrees and sunny right by the ocean, uh, you know, I think plus or minus, you know, if, depending on spread throughout the day, I think I can reach that 10 number. But ten, uh, that's a full a full day drink day, I would say. But if it's at a normal sit down day, I think where you're at a restaurant for a couple hours, I would give it, you know, maybe a good four five IPAs. We'll see. Oh, okay. Wow. Five IPAs is a lot for it's for one sitting. Home. Holy shit! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it all just depends on my duration. Um, hammering down these beers. I mean, I definitely can't hang like I used to uh, no one in the can. days to Dayton, but... No one can. Yeah, that, that passed by me fast. Real fast. <laughs> it came and went. Yeah. Uh-huh. Alright, next question. Kind of out there off the wall. What is the absolute lamest thing that you're scared of? The lamest thing that I'm scared of? Like, is it spiders, the dark? I hate spiders. Straight up, I would say spiders, I think. Okay. Um, depending on size, I think I had a traumatic experience as a kid. We were at the zoo, and it was in the, uh, Matt, I know you're a Cleveland guy, so the, uh, Metro, Pop, the Metro Park Zoo. You been there? Yeah, I've been there. So, there's the, uh, we were in the rainforest section, and there's a, uh, little you know, plexiglass container with a tarantula. You know, I couldn't have been a older than a five or six year old Colin and uh, put my face up against it like any normal little kid would. And oh, started of course. Jumping out at me and uh, was traumatized ever since. Don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. They're all spiders. Okay. All right. I think any rational human being has a legit fear of spiders. They're, they're an insect, but they're hairy. With eight fucking legs. Yeah. Put it this way, if anybody spiders, I don't want to sit with you. Yeah. Yeah. You're suspect. If you if you're a big fan of spiders, you're you're suspect. I'm gonna move my think... lunch and pick up and go to the other table. Yeah. Do you think somebody that has like a pet tarantula or somebody who has a pet snake is more questionable? Ooh. You know, I don't like snakes much either. To be honest, because given what they usually have to feed those things, sometimes it could be, you know, small rodents, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that just takes a different type of twist to go to the pet store, buy, buy some live animals, and feed it to your uh, pet snake. I'm not yeah. a fan. Not a fan either. No, not good. Super suspect. So let's get back to brass tacks. You know, the real important, like, heavy-hitting questions. Like, Gettys took us off course with some <laughs> spider talk. What the hell's wrong with you? That was a good question. Sorry. That was okay. That's okay. Um, Con, so I got to know. At On the peak of, like, a Sunday Browns, Browns game, you're sitting at our Dayton houses – how many potato chips could you put in your mouth at one time? 
Uh, well, I don't have an idea that when this sentence started with Browns at our Dayton house, that this conversation would come up. Because you know us too well. <laughs> yeah. Um, we lived together for a huge chunk of our lives. Again, listen, uh, back in the day, we were in our peak physical condition. Uh, <laughs> my, my metabolism was out of this world compared to where it is today. Um, you know, I don't know if we're, if we're back in that Dayton day, um, depending on how good of a day it is, you know, there's no telling, uh, how many chips I can fit. Um, but at this time, given the current state where my metabolism's at, how often we're all working out and, uh, obviously social distancing, I don't think I can uh, replicate that those glory day actions like we used to. No kidding. Like all jokes aside, I actually, because I think this was a feat. This was just incredible. I think you put 18 potato chips in your mouth at one time. <laughs> it was usually stress eating from the Browns, uh, <laughs> giving their ass right. from the game. It I got a total sense, but that was spin impressive. Spinoff question from that. Back in the Dayton days, how quickly can you put down a bag of ch- like a full Lay's potato chips bag of chips? Because I think I could have done it in like forty-five minutes. So I think you're in like the Easy. twenty to twenty-five minute range. See, here's the deal: is uh, you don't rush that kind of thing in my world. Uh, you know, not to say back in the day that I uh, couldn't fit a, a, light, a large volume of those, but I would never rush. I would always take my time. Sometimes that wouldn't be the case. Sometimes it would. It just basically all depend on how the Browns are playing that day. Yeah. Makes so sense. just let me, let me just, let me do everybody a favor here because my last two questions were just like serious. Colin is like six, one, 190 pounds, like just, just jacked in college, like still is just like, not the guy you would expect to be able to eat all these potato chips. So just, so just to throw that out there, I don't want to paint a picture that you're like something that you're not. I appreciate that, Matt. Um, yeah, yeah it was, uh, the glory days were that senior year, especially was, uh, you know, one for the books. That's for sure. Colin, Colin's my Mr. Fitness senior year. Just, I'm just putting it out there. Fitting these potato chips in his mouth. Nope, nope, Mr. Fitness. I'm, I'm, I said what I said. I'm standing by it. I appreciate that, Gettys. That's, uh, that's an honor. Not my, not my president. Not my Mr. Fitness. Not my Mr. Fitness. Um, all right, Colin. So I know you're a big, uh, superhero like, movie TV show fan like myself. So what is your favorite superhero comic book movie t- slash TV show of all time? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I knew I had I you there. I don't know if you can choose anything at this point besides uh, Endgame. I think that was pretty legendary in my opinion just because I think I remember no one really knew what the movie or the plot of the movie was about just based on – any, you know, advertising they did for the movie leading up to it. So I think 
for the most part, everybody went in kind of just with uh, no expectations. And I think that was definitely my. It's going to be hard to beat that one. Let's just put it that way. I would say either end game or you know any of the the Dark Knight movies. Good you really can't go wrong with those. Yeah. I think Endgame's marketing leading up to it was probably the smartest I've seen because they showed everything in the previews that was like in the first hour of the movie, which is just phenomenal. But yeah, it's hard to hard to argue with Dark Knight or Endgame. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's it's a bummer that the theaters are closed because it seems like there's a good slate of movies coming out over the next couple years. So we'll see if that still shakes out. Yeah, I saw they're they're opening them up, but they're gonna start putting back like the biggest hits in theaters to like get people back into it. So they're gonna put like Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns, um, Endgame, Star Wars, like all the all the hits, which I'm excited about. Nothing but the hits. All right, man, I got one more. Um, So take your time with this one because it's gonna be tough. Um, we're, We're back at UD. You, me, Mike, the crew, what we're going to do is we're going to make a loop of like all the most popular bars and restaurants. And you have to order either a drink or something off the food menu from like each of these restaurants. What's your lineup at each place? Like, where are you going and what are you getting? All right. Uh, which which location are we starting at? So let's say. We start at B-Dubs, and then we go to Milano's, Tim's, Fieldhouse, Bargo's, and end at Flanny's. That sounds like the best day ever. I know. Oh, my God. I just got super sad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I think if we're starting with B-Dubs, um, I think my order of choice, and usually just took place after Tuesday night practices, where I was kind of just a last minute, needed something to eat. Um would definitely be the sweet barbecue boneless wings with some fries and ranch. Of course. Yes. To start. I mean, I don't think B-Dubs had any drinks that were, you know, superior over the other. So, uh, Milano's, I would say, you know, the pitchers were great there, but the barbecue chicken pizza if I remember correctly, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Kim's. Uh, I refused to eat there. So <laughs> there's no food now. There's yeah. food now. But back then there. there was no food. We don't eat at Tim's. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, I would say even though the malls were probably the most popular and the famous, I think my most frequent in order was just the uh, aluminum can Bud Light uh, 16 ounce which is kind of a weak answer but it is what it is I don't hate it um, Mike's, Mike's not opposed nope I'm all for it what'd you say next Flannies? Uh Fieldhouse then Fieldhouse Fieldhouse was definitely the uh, I forget if it was a Friday where there was like an hour where like very small plastic cups of beer were only a dollar or less than that. Do you guys remember like that whole deal? I remember one of the girls that we hung out with. 
you would hook us up. So I would always get fish bowls at Fieldhouse. Yeah, and then I remember oh. crazy hour, crazy hour at Bargos for PBRs. Yeah. Yes, I remember that totally. Um, and I think that's probably my choice at Bargos, which I heard it got rebranded to something else. Yeah, I don't it's know not what it is now. Anymore. I have no idea what it is now. Yeah. Not, uh, not my date in bars. What else? Flannies. Um, I think Flannies was just a pitcher spot for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember eating there. And then, where else? Did you cover them all? That's it. That's it. Did the loop. Good times, man. I know. That was, uh, Kelly, as you guys know, is going to be a junior, which is scary. So she's living over on the dark side, I think, uh, next coming semester. Oh, God bless. She's so lucky. Time of her life. She's so lucky. I know. Oh, man. Living vicariously through her, that's for sure. Yeah. I'd kill this trade places with her right now. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's weird. I think she had a bit of her semester, obviously, this year get eaten into where they kind of just got the, uh, you know, the boot from uh, Spina. And then not only that, I think with, you know, her being there with basketball, being the top right team, getting about to get a one seed with OB about to get the top ranked player. And then Grant, the top ranked coach, I think she was, uh, she took the blunt of taking place a little bit harsher than we all did just because she was at the school. But can you yeah. imagine if that was our senior year? Oh, God. No. <laughs> I can't. Unreal. Would have been a nightmare for the school. Would have been great for us. Nightmare for campus. Yeah, exactly. A couch may or may not have been burned. Multiple. Not Multiple. not speaking from experience or anything, but no, we didn't do that. happen. We didn't do that. I, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Those couches were flame retardant. Sure. And my buddy, so, uh, little, so they say. My buddy ran and did a sailor dive on top of them and created that dent in the middle. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah, I didn't remember. He that. Ju- didn't he jump on Middleton? Yeah. 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 Did we I fix? Did we fix that and like play it off? No, we did not fix it. We definitely didn't fix it. Somebody fixed it. Like I thought Mr. Johnson came in and just put like a like a little two by four just underneath it and like did our best and we just left. Oh maybe not while we were were living there we didn't. No, not while we were there. But at the very end of the year. Maybe. I don't know. He fixed the uh, at the end of the year he fixed the the back door when somebody I forgot who it was. It was someone on the maybe the soccer team, girls' soccer team, that kicked down the uh, the back door no. and it completely shattered the door frame. Nope, that was me. Uh, no, I, think <laughs> that was you. I think that was somebody on this call. Yep, that was me. Oh boy! I think we blamed it on the soccer team when the parents came around, but it was me. So I had I, a thing uh, for kicking doors in. For exposing you to your listeners. Now. No, I, I had a thing for kicking doors in, guys. It's kind of my you calling card. My, ju- my junior year door, and then you broke their back door. Don't lock me out. Okay. I have Get a bonus close. question. I have a bonus question. Colin, what was what was your favorite prank that we ever pulled on Luke? <laughs> oh, God. 
My uh, favorite my favorite didn't even have us involved. It just happened. <laughs> what you got you tell me yours first while I think of it. Dude, whoever stole his license plate <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's still it still kills me. We didn't steal his license plate. Yeah. <laughs> I think that may take the cake. I don't know how you beat that. I mean, putting his stuff, moving his whole bedroom into the kitchen is pretty great, too. <laughs> BB and Nick and you are all about that. Potentially getting a uh, ticket while driving without a license plate. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. Oh, we love him. Craig. We love him. Yeah, we do. That one, that one still, like, to this day, just kills me. It kills me. Yeah, but Colin, we appreciate your time. Thanks for answering and giving us your six pack of questions. Hope you're staying well, staying safe, staying healthy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon out here, buddy. All right. All right, fellas. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the uh, invite onto the uh, World Renowned podcast. And uh, wash your hands, stay healthy. We'll talk soon. Love you, bro. See ya. Later. Love you, bro. See ya. Colin McManaman, ladies and gentlemen. One of a kind. All-American friend right there. He is. He is. He's always down for it. And we're not kidding. When you look, he's, it's 630 wherever he is. He's got a whole night out of us. He just took 20 minutes out of his day to talk to us. Shoot the shit. What a dude. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate Luke and Colin for taking our calls tonight. Uh, we're going to get Drake on in a little bit. We got some more roommates that we want to get on in the future too so stay tuned for that but um that's about it for this episode matt thanks for thanks for being here with me again as always episode 32 in the books love it always a pleasure mike all right you guys be safe out there and we'll see you next week see ya